2: This is Radio Wave Medianomics with your host, a friend of Megagoria.
3: We have an assault today on all fronts. And it's going to increase. We have this battle taking place with Ebola. We have ISIS. We have so many different things domestically. We have the, the economy. We have everything assailing us. You say, okay, this is another show that we just hear this over and over and over. No, we hear it over and over and over because it's happening. And it's Our Lady who just told us on the second. Do you not wonder why all this is happening? We don't realize the assaults on our children. Its first line of attack on them is through education, through the system, through the schools. It's where they're getting Crazy ideas. I was reading yesterday, they did an interview with people from Harvard about which is more what's the most dangerous thing, either America or other countries. I think the question was, and all the Harvard students say American imperialism, ISIS is doing what it does because of America, that we should get to know them better. Just unbelievable. These are Harvard students that are so mildly parroting off what is evil as truth. So, education is a big, big part of retributing the minds of the children, and it's starting in grade school. And it's scary. I'm really at a loss to why. The parents, though not rise up and confront this.
4: School told to call kids purple penguins because boys and girls is not inclusive to transgender. A Nebraska school district has instructed its teachers to stop referring to students by gendered expressions, such as boys and girls, and use gender-inclusive ones such as purple penguins, instead. Don't use phrases such as boys and girls, you guys, ladies and gentlemen, and similarly gendered expressions to get kids' attentions, instructs a training document given to middle school teachers at the Lincoln Public Schools. Create classroom names and then ask all of the purple penguins to meet on the rug, it advises. The document also warns against asking students to line up as boys or girls and suggests asking them to line up by whether they prefer skateboards or bikes, milk or juice, dogs or cats, summer or winter, talking or listening. Always ask yourself, will this configuration create a gendered space, the document says. The instructions were part of a list called 12 Steps on the Way to Gender Inclusiveness, developed by Gender Spectrum, an organization that provides education, training, and support to help create a gendered, sensitive, and inclusive environment for children of all ages. Other items on the list include asking all students about their preferred pronouns and decorating the classroom with all genders-welcome door hangers. If teachers still find it necessary to mention that genders exist at all, the document states they must list them as boy, girl, both, or neither. Furthermore, it instructs teachers to interfere and interrupt if they ever hear a student talking about gender in terms of boys and girls, so that the students can learn that this is wrong. Point out and inquire when you hear others referencing gender in a binary manner, it states. Ask things like, what makes you say that? I think of it a little differently provide counter-narratives that challenge students to think more expansively about their notions of gender. The teachers were also given a handout created by the Center of Gender Sanity, which explains to them the gender identity can't be observed or measured, only reported by the individual, an infographic called the gender-breed person. Despite the controversy lincoln superintendent steve joel has declared that he is happy and pleased with the training documents we don't get involved with politics he told klin radio's drive time lincoln radio show we don't get involved with gender preferences we we're educating all kids and we can't be judgmental he says
3: how do you feel about that Nebraskians who live in Nebraska, how do you let this happen in your state? You're just gonna tolerate this? The guy's name is Steve Joyle. You need to pay this man a visit and say over my dead body. You've got a biblical mandate that would support that. It's Matthew eighteen. Whosoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone hung around his neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of things that cause sin. What would happen if a child is exposed to something that they shouldn't see? an adult is that an offense can you give magazines that are obviously not for children's eyes are for adults for them to read that without some kind of charges being against them and nobody's going to do nothing and we got Steve Joel the superintendent in Nebraska happy with this where are the men in Nebraska? How come you haven't risen out and say, we're throwing you out of office now, and don't you dare come back to this school? If you don't want a millstone or your neck? Like, oh, this is not love? After all, they just said, my dear children, do not recognize, the, or rather, do you not recognize the signs of the times? Do you not recognize all that this is happening around you? All this that is happening is because there is no love. And you react to what I'm saying to deal with this man, Steve Joel? It's not love. It's not love to allow this in a school to innocent children. That's not love. I'm telling you, to be a Christian sometimes demands some severity. And this man needs to understand he's out of office. And don't come back Oh, this is an apostle of our lady. This is somebody who wrote love and peace piece of the messages. Do you understand what you just heard? And what's shocking is not California, it's Nebraska. People of the soil, people rugged. And you got going to tolerate this? In front of God, you have every right to burn down the school. You say, Oh boy, that's going extreme. Or I'm extremist. of measure goes extremist. Really? This is extreme. What this guy is promoting and what's being allowed to put in the schools. That's extreme. And if you can't see that, you can't understand why they just told us, you, my children, are thirsty. You thirst for peace, love, and happiness. This school doesn't have peace, love, or happiness. There is no love, and that's why this is happening. And the only way they can propagate uh, uh, the abomination in these kids is to corrupt the mind. And it's no different than a physical assault, where you're going to just kill them, kidnap them, whatever you're going to do. You can't do the same thing to the mind. Adultery of the heart is the same. And what they're doing, they're adultery in the mind. Physically, teaching, methods, directions, 12 steps. I think a bunch of men in Nebraska need to get together and say, we're not going to court. We're not going to mess with this, and you are not going to do it. At what point do you say, I will die to defend the little ones? What is it going to take for you to err or rather to get erred in your heart enough that you rise up to say, this ain't going to happen. And I'm not getting an attorney, and I'm not going to go through boards and committees and hear this. This is the way it needs to be. Our righteousness, not self-righteousness, we got to be clean before God. Go to confession before you get to it. But you let them know, you don't you come back to this school again. It's not enough to apologize. It's not enough for the Steve Jones to rescind this. Because this is in his philosophy, this is in his mentality, how much did he contribute to even bringing it about, and what is he anyway, a boy, a girl, both or neither? I tell you, his mindset, his mentality isn't it. Is that derogatory? No, that's his verbiage that he's wanting the to, to call him, so I don't know what to call you, Steve. Wake up, oh, Christians. What is wrong with you? I don't understand this. I cannot get this in my mentality to accept this in any way that this should be tolerated. You people in Nebraska need to start meeting. You need to get together right now. Because next they'll come to your door just like they did a lot. This doesn't stop because they can never make this natural a natural way of life, and therefore they move to the next level. They win, then they go to another level. They got to do this and this and this, and it keeps going because the conscience tells them, nature tells them, the boy girl and the boy or uh, the uh, the boy bird and the girl bird, and nature tells them this. The cow and the bull tells them this. Everything speaks against what they do; that they're not right, and so they're trying to legislate, indoctrinate this into normalcy and it can't and it won't without a total destruction of God visiting just like it did in Sodom. So you got a choice, Nebraskan men, if you're men, to say, we're not going to tolerate this. Civil disobedience is permissible in a situation like this. And I would say very strong civil disobedience is appropriate for this situation. Just as if you saw somebody jump out of a car, grab a kid, and put him in the car kidnapping. What do you have a right to do? What is within the scope of your actions? The Catholic Church teaches whatever you have to do. And I don't have a problem seeing not a bridge over to this, to translate it that way. It's there. It's according to the Bible. And we got a second read that shows this again.
4: The name of this article is They Are Coming for Your Children. Homeschoolers represent the only authentic radical social movement in the United States. Occupied Wall Street was a fashion statement, and so they must be suppressed as a malevolent committee of leftist academics and union bosses under the direction of Governor Danell Malloy, is preparing to do in Connecticut, using the Sandy Hook massacre as a pretext. The ghouls invariably rush to the podium after every school massacre, issuing their insipid press releases before the bodies have even cooled, and normally they're after your guns. But the Malloy gang is after your children. Malloy's Committee on the Newton Shooting is recommending that Connecticut requires homeschooling families to present their children to the local authorities periodically for inspection to see to it that their psychological and social growth is proceeding in the desired direction. For anybody even passingly familiar with contemporary school government schools, which are they, themselves a peerless source of social and emotional dysfunction, this development is bitterly ironic. If you have not followed the issue closely, it is probably impossible for you to understand how intensely the left and the government school monopoly hate, loathe, and distrust homeschooling, and homeschool families. Purportedly serious scholars, such as Robin West of Georgetown, denounced them as trailer trash living on tarps in fields or parking lots, and writes wistfully of the day when homeschooling was properly understood. Parents who did so were criminals, and their kids were truants, the implicit rationale for the heavy regulation of homeschooling that your children are yours only at the sufferance of the state is creepy enough. In fact, it is ambiguously totalitarian and reduces children to the state of Chattel. That is now being framed in mental health terms under the theory that Lanza might not have committed his crimes if he had had the benefit of of the tender attentions of his local school authorities, is yet another reminder of the left's long and grotesque history of using corrupt psychiatry as a tool of politics.
3: So here's another school intervening to the good movement of homeschooling and superintendents. And those are head of the education system and the government telling you to present your children for psychological evaluation. Why? To make sure you're complying with the absurdities of what's going on in Nebraska and everything else that they won't indoctrinated in the kids. that you're going to make them social misfits because they're not rising up to the expansive thought process of being open to everything and closed to nothing. A lady said... Fight evil. Be against sin and fight evil. It's not enough just to pray and go to Mass and go about your day. We have to stand up before it's too late. They can only do these bizarre absurdities. There's no words to explain how far out and left field this can be except that we have no courage. We have no guts. We run away as apostles, just like the apostles did at the crucifixion. And only Our Lady stood there with John and Mary Magdalene. And she just told us that she lived her life in courage. Mary's a brave woman. And don't mistranslate when she's speaking about love. What does love mean? Who do you love? The children or the superintendent's right to pass on a sinful lifestyle. And we have to love that lifestyle. And we have to be tolerant of that. And we have to be respectful of that. No, we don't. Any more than God did with Sodom. What am I calling for? You pray and you figure it out. We are just to keep natural law. We are just enacting on that. Read, they fired the first shot. Go to the sheriff in Nebraska. Demand that this guy be arrested for assault, mental assault, mental harassment. And if he won't do it, you tell him you're a former apostle and you do it yourself. Get this guy out of office. Civil disobedience is in line, not weak civil disobedience. You do what's necessary. I'm just amazed at where we are and how soft we are on seeing these things. It's just one more story. And we've got so much stuff we could be talking about today. One thing after another, the whole Ebola thing. Read, if you haven't read it on the site, there's a supplement to it. That's an amazing thing that, that right, uh, written in real time of what's happening right now with Ebola to what was written and put in the book, Look What Happened When I Was Sleeping, eight years ago about this whole situation that Ebola was going to come. They there is more behind it than what you're just hearing. Oh, this now, this outbreak, this outbreak. Has the doctor who discovered the Ebola with another team in 1976 shocked that this is spreading when we got other diseases just as infectious? They just don't take the life as quick as Ebola does. He's in a wonder of how this is happening and why it's happening. It's confusing to him except if you read what's on the site. Written again eight years ago saying this is what was planned. Oh, you're standing like a conspiracy theory. It's nothing about conspiracy. Just read it. It was called for in 2006. Exactly what's happened was called for. To destroy 90% of the world's population. When I go that far, who knows? Only God can intervene. We'll see. But this doctor who named Ebola, is shocked that it's spread this way when we get the means to stop it. Frank?
5: Yeah, it's, it's far more shocking that Christians tolerate this than the immoral try to propagate it, that uh, Christian parents, educators, um, don't turn, turn over tables. It's just, that, that's the real shock. And it, it's very interesting to me that Our Lady says, after she says all this is happening because there is no love, is that she has, says, comprehend that salvation is in true values. In what do we value as Christians if if not the, the children, the next generation, and purity, uh, their purity, to protect their purity? But it also made me think of a monetary system without true values and how the blindness and the apathy isn't only these things really are a fruit of money changers taking over the monetary system in a monetary system without true values. And these, these words that our lady says comprehend that salvation is in true values. The world can't be saved. American America cannot be saved unless we return to a system that has true value. And, you know, it's, it's mind boggling to me that, um, and, and it's a grace that all this continues that, uh, people keep chasing after this, their memory is so short to what happened um, in 2007 or in 2000 or what happened in 1929 or 1987 that, um, you know, all this froth in the markets are, are more overvalued than they've ever been. And, and in my view, the dollar and its purchasing power in the United States is, um, is in the stratosphere. These are not true values. There's no value in the system. And this is why our ministry exists, the Miraculous Metal go Round, is to get you something into something of value that we accept the might of the Heavenly Father. we love and honor Him by accepting that salvation came through Mary's yes. And... The miraculous medal has millions and millions of miracles attributed to it, because this is why the sacramental is so powerful. Because it bears the image of the woman that said yes to the Almighty, and uh, it's so important right now. The the with the strength of the dollar and the manipulation in the markets, we're getting tremendous value, and with. Um, with pure silver. And that's what the miraculous metal Medjugorje round is struck on 0.999 fine silver. It's important that if we're just hearing this, that we take it seriously, we call global silver investors because the, the, um, this opportunity to get out of a, a system that, that is corrupt. And it's it, it, the root of all corruption. Timothy says it's the love of money is the root of all evil. And, uh, you know, the, the, monetary system is is the root and that's why our ministry exists it's to protect you and it's also to do i think more than any of us can see now in real time but if you're just hearing this um we can explain more if you call us and if you've been doing this for years as we all that have been listening have um you know this is a good place to add or cost average in if you can because it's it, it just um has nothing to do with with the value of silver
2: and again, what, what Frank is referring to, Frank covers uh, the the aspect of Medianomics that deals with the, uh, particularly with the economy, with the monetary system. If you just listen to what a friend of Major was presenting about what's happening to our youth, what's happening to our children, and what Frank is presenting on the monetary side, you have to realize that it's the same people behind both of these things. And so we're presenting two different sides of, of pretty much the same, the same force of evil. Frank is presenting one side on the monetary side. A friend of Medjugorje is presenting the moral side. Of course, the moral is always the root of everything. But if you're you're looking at what Frank is presenting and then what a friend of Gore just presented as far as what's happening with our children, understand that the tie between them is that it's the same people behind this. And so if you've read, look what happened while you were sleeping. If you've read, it ain't gonna happen. If you read, they fired the first shot. Any one of those three or all three, what you would see is that how do you protect your children? Uh, you protect your children by keeping them morally safe. However, there, would, there possibly would come a time when even your protections may not be uh, sufficient enough because you could be enslaved to someone who you owe money to. And so, and again, a lot of that is, is referenced in the book, It Ain't Gonna Happen. But so again, what Frank is presenting on the monetary side, you have to understand that, that these are the same people the same group of people who are behind this, it's just they're, they're controlling things from different aspects. And so, uh, what if you want to protect your children, you morally protect your children, you pray, you do what a friend of Medjugorje just said, pray for God to open up and light up the plans for what it is that you need to do. Secondly, take physical steps so that in the, in, in the event, in the future, these people may potentially be in a position of authority over you. What would give them authority is, number one, if you owed them money. Number two, if you you were part of a system that they controlled. And so, again, uh, understand how the two tie together. So, uh, again, take both of these things, make changes spiritually, make changes physically. And on the physical side, you could contact Frank. Frank, if you want to give your contact information.
5: Sure. You can reach us toll free, 877-936-7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. And our website is globalsilverinvestors.com.
3: I think the question needs to be asked in regards to Steve Joel, the superintendent, who's happily putting and instituting something so beyond logic, beyond our our ability to even have the mentality to understand it. It can be understood. The question has to be asked is why why is he not shamed? How can he be so upfront about this? Without being embarrassed or any kind of shame, we all sin yes says Joel sins, I sin you sin we all sin we understand that. the difference though is he doesn't see this as sin he sees this as a normal and something to be normalized into the culture and that's the problem we have today that we as Christians though we're sinners. Won't let that stop us from the propagation of sin and being normal. That's why we go to confession. And you can go to confession and be forgiven any sin, anything. There's nothing that the price Christ paid can't wipe out. And if you think you can't, then that's why you are in pride and will suffer the sin of despair, thinking you can't be forgiven. Because you're saying your sin is so great that Jesus' the price that he pays isn't high enough to pay for what you've done. So that's all remedied. What's not remedied is the greatest heresy in the church today rationalization that all this is normal. And somebody's got to put in Steve Joel's mind this is not normal and this ain't going to be tolerated and we'll go wherever we have to go to stop it. And we're not, we are through with the courts. Don't think about going to court to stop this. Forget the courts. Everybody's always quoting the Civil Rights days what they did. They didn't go to courts. Many things throughout history didn't go to court and it changed history. You need to change the history of Nebraska that we're not going to go to court and this is going to go away and it's going to go away real fast. You men who aren't ashamed to identify yourself as men needs to rise up and start meeting and praying and act. We've got a wrong view of Medjugorje and what all he's calling for. She's calling for us to fight sin. She's calling for us to be strong. Jesus was no sissy. You have situations over and over and over that he confronted people who could kill him. And he confronted them very seriously and very harshly because that was the only way to save them. And to love your enemy, somebody like Steve Joel, who is an enemy, you got to understand him. And to defeat him, you got to understand yourself. And if you're not shamed by this, and if your life doesn't shame his life enough, they can be boldly over, for, over you and what he's promoting, then you better wake up. And if you don't wake up, it's going to be too late. Until next time, we wish you Our Lady, we love you, goodbye.
2: This ends the October 9, 2014 Radio Wave show with a friend of Medjugorje. To listen or download free, go to mech.com spelled M-E-J dot com. Go to the left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. You can also order this show on CD by contacting Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.